Well, hello everyone, it's Pam. It's time to podcast, Pammy's Chit Chat, so pull up a chair, a bar stool, or whatever it is you would like to use to get comfy with, even if you're in your car. That's great. I have a guest with me today, and it's not Gary. I mean, even in the middle of this pandemic, I have a guest, a live person here in the room with me, going to podcast with me. I'm going to drag him into it, whether he likes it or not. No, actually, he's a great. Hey, Brandon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm very, very good. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff that we really don't want to talk about because it's too stupid to talk about. But I think that the most stupid is... uh, (laughs) Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo is uh, absolutely a Republican zealot, um, really irrelevant because nobody, whatever happened to him after Happy Days. Now, Happy Days was one of those shows where, in hindsight, it's sort of like watching any series of reruns. You go, oh, you know, that uh, really. Uh, it could have been better, could have, you know, this and that. Even I Love Lucy, the iconic I Love Lucy, there are episodes that are cringeworthy, even even with the genius writers that, that uh, Desi Lou had at that time. But here's what's going on, Brandon. Um, many, many, many groups, I talked about the Avengers franchise doing a fundraiser and Chris Pratt bailing on that because he's a... You know, he, he's uh, got his own issues there. I understand some of those other Avenger types have come to his defense, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, but many, many people are ra- raising money for their particular views, uh, politically speaking. And Happy Days group is going to do a Zoom get-together. And they are not including... Um, Chachi. Now, by the time Chachi came on to Happy Days, it was over. <laughs> you know, to say that it jumped the, sh- the shark, uh, it, it literally did on that show with, with Fonzie. But, um, so he really, really is, is like this huge hindsight, and he's trying to, to uh, put himself in the middle of it. But you've got uh, Henry Winkler, uh, Don Mose, Anson Williams. I actually think Anson Williams mm, used to be a conservative Republican. I don't know about that now, but Marion Ross uh, and the writer Lowell Gans, uh, they're all on board uh, to do it. And Chachi thinks it's, it's shameful to use this iconic show to raise money for the Democratic Party that he thinks is uh, about the worst party that ever lived, <laughs> that ever reared its head in, in in freedom. What do you think about that? Well, it seems like there's, in Hollywood, there's always these extremists on the other side, and it seems like they become ultra-zealots, and they're usually celebrities who, you know, used to be uh, more famous than they are. Seems like that's mm-hmm. their ticket to uh, getting back on a soapbox or mm-hmm. a yeah. microphone. Yeah. You know, the other Baldwin brothers or other examples. So. Oh, that's a good example of that. Well, I think it's only one. I think it's Stephen because I think William and uh, Alex, uh, who am I missing? William, who am I missing? Uh, Stephen is the next. Not, in my I knew opinion, one of them was. Uh, is Stephen, but I I think I, I could be wrong, but I think William is is uh, is a liberal. I think. Um, 
I, it's a free country, and um, do what you want, you know, on either side. So uh, it really doesn't matter. But the, to me, the funniest thing, what they're doing, actually, is they're raising money for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. And so if you, if you let me remind you that uh, Happy Days and uh, Laverne and Shirley set, were set in Wisconsin. And... Um, I think the portrayal of the 50s through Happy Days was it, it, what they have about 20 minutes uh, every week to present something. Uh, it was a completely ridiculous show and it had really bad lighting. In the very beginning, uh, it was not filmed in front of a studio audience and it's, those shows are always much better when they're not and the, the lighting and the production on Happy Days was really was really terrible. Gary Marshall loved the atmosphere on Happy Days with the with the crew and did not love the even though his sister was on Laverne and Shirley did not like it. It was a very toxic on Laverne and Shirley. But um, the best thing about it was the ensemble where you you really did have Marion Ross. You had Tom Bosley, uh, the late. Uh, Aaron, um, what was her name? The very tragic, uh, the girl that played Joni. Mm-hmm. Uh, very tragic life there, but it, it had a really solid ensemble, and you you and I think that's the best part about some of these sitcoms when you have these anchor people that uh, that bring their uh, many many years of experience uh, to bear. And it, it anchors these young guys. Now, not Ron Howard, because Ron Howard was a veteran on that show. I mean, by the time he got to Happy Days, he was like, wow, how many years? Had he been in a business? Uh, started when he was six, I believe, uh, on uh, commercials in uh, the Andy Griffith show. So, he, you know, he was a, a real veteran and a pro, and he has continued to do that. And, and that's what's funny to me. It's like... Scott Bayo is, is uh, shaming Ron Howard when Ron Howard has had a stellar career, and uh, can't really say that for old Chachi, huh? Right. Um. So we'll, we'll you know, wish them luck with, uh, with all that. Let's talk a little bit more about movies during lockdown. I am struggling <laughs> to to continue to find stuff to watch, but you you recommended a really good streaming show to me that is not a movie but um i watched the first episode i'll get back to it but it's really good it's called lucifer yeah that's a really good show yeah it's, uh, <clears throat> that's not a new show uh, i believe it started a few years ago didn't it started on fox and then netflix took it over and okay. it just got better really after netflix took it over so they're on hiatus in the middle of season five right now and then they're going to finish that and it's like a two-part season, and then the sixth season will be the final season. Oh, okay. But it's really good. Uh, I don't really know any of the people that are on the show. As, you know, a new person watching that show, I don't recognize any of them. Should I? No, there's not any real veterans. The woman who plays the psychologist has been in some movies like The Hangover, but that was... She is a standout. I mean, she gets your attention. Yeah, she she's a veteran, but all the other ones seem like newcomers to me. I can see what you mean when you 
recommended to me. Let me just back up and say through the years, Brandon has recommended things to me and pretty much been spot on with your recommendations. So I, I, I trust you, so don't let me down. Mm-hmm. But um, but the one thing you did say was, uh, you know, it gets better. So, uh, you know, understand it. And you can kind of see in that first episode where they kind of don't have their legs yet. You can see a little bit of overacting, um, you know, but, but there's so much potential there that you know it will... It will, uh, it will all, it will, it will gel. Yeah, it definitely gels. So. But you have, you have been. I never, ever would have, uh, number one, read the Harry Potter books or seen the Harry Potter movies without you. I mean, it's like because you know me, you know your mother. I'm just like everybody's doing it. I'll pass. Right. But, but you're like, you know, give it, a, give it a chance. I think you will. And you said that, and you did the same thing with Titanic way back when you were younger, much, much younger. Um, you know, it's it's really good, and, and it was. I mean, I don't get what anybody says. They make fun of Titanic in, in different ways, but I I loved it. I cried my eyes out at the end. You know, Kate loves it. It's I it. and I love the music. I have no I have no problem with him standing at the front of the of the ship. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the king of the world. I have no problem with that. Right. If Gary and I could get away with that, your dad and I, through the years on various great vessels in the very <laughs> front of the... We'd do it, I'm telling you, we'd do it. I'd stand up there, and, you know, and he would do, king of the world. Yeah, we all have our delusions, okay? I mean, but um, I, I trust that. But we've had that kind of relationship since you were incredibly young, maybe even younger than Kate is right now, because... Uh, and I talked on another podcast about Kate watching Sabrina with me, the original Sabrina. They did remake it with Harrison Ford, but uh, with Audrey Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, and William Holden. And she actually, even though it's black and white, and uh, it's, I was surprised that she stayed with it. And then she asked to watch it again. And, and the second time, we got busy and she didn't really do much. But I was very surprised by that. And... Like I told you when you were a kid about reading a book, never ever, what? Skip the boring parts. That's right, because. Because that's what makes the exciting parts worth it. That's right, and 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 you really did heed that, and you're such a such a voracious reader. Uh, but it's really true, as I told you today in the car. It's like, oh, in this in in this juncture, you know, newshound that uh, that dad. Both are. I need to stop though. I need to stop reading. It's like stop being informed. It's it's it isn't worth it. Yeah. But but I did. Uh, it's not like I forced you. You're going to be punished if you don't watch these movies with me. But I put them out there and I watched them and then you would watch them with me and um, and you. So you have a, a vast knowledge of classic film to this day, which I am so proud of. No, thank you. So, and you with that. of your classic films, uh, your classic film knowledge, what do you? What's a standout that uh, if you could, you know, think of? You know, I'm, I'm asking you to, you know, dance a, a tap dance here. But um, through all of that, is there one that was just so stellar, just so um, unforgettable? Singing in the Rain is really good, and the Philadelphia story is really good. Mm-hmm. So the Hitchcock, you know, golden years in the 50s, that stuff was yeah. 
really good. What do you think is your favorite Hitchcock, and why? Hard to say. Probably North by Northwest, just mm -hmm. the style. Very stylized. Yeah. And very, so much symbolism in North by Northwest, and, you know, it can't, you can't miss it, the, the, I don't think, the symbolism throughout. Really, Hitchcock's, all of his films, uh, his really great, his great films. Um, I will say Hitchcock films, uh, uh, some of them stick with you because they are, now later he really liked Frenzy and so he really got, went off the rails, I think, in, in, uh, in that. But certain ones, uh, they 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 hit you you know they hit you kind of hard because they are so stylized that you you uh, I don't know what the, the word I'm trying to search for here but they're just um, uh, riveting I guess you know they're and, and sometimes not in a great way because it's like I don't think I like the fact that somebody got pitched off the you know the bell tower yeah <laughs> it's it's and and uh, that Jimmy Stewart was set up uh, as the as the goat, you know. It's kind of like watching uh, Body Heat, which reminiscent, of course, of Hitchcock, where it's the music is great and the uh, the the style is great, but then as it winds to conclusion, very similarly to um, some. It's of, a, I can't stand that movie. I can't watch it. Can't you can't it. watch any of it? Just because the ending ruins the entire movie. I agree. I agree. It's, yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting, though, about that film, away from actually watching it. Uh, there was, a, I was into some kind of, uh, it might have been a class or something, where a, kind of a study, study group of film, you know, Dad and I are big on that, and uh, it was the the manuscript reviewing the uh, I know what it was. It was the class for when I was doing a lot of research on trying to turn one of my books, three books on Amazon, <laughs> uh, into a screenplay. And uh, one of the one of the the screenplays they used as an example was Body Heat. And to see the, the the script typed out with the with the notes in the corner with the you know the stage directions or the, the directions of it and the intention of it it was really interesting it was really uh, almost more compelling than watching the movie for example the note this the notes in the sidebar of the the scene where he meets her for the first time there at the the uh, uh, outdoor bandshell, and the way he describes uh, in the sidebar of what she will wear and how she walks up, how she is sitting at the end of the row and she turns and she gets up and she walks slowly up and the white dress will flutter a bit around her. I mean, that was very, very compelling to me to, to see how it was written and then how it kind of comes across once it's really filmed. And it doesn't all. It's not always. It doesn't always come across the same. And so I, th I found that really interesting. Um, but um, there are so many really great classic, uh, classic movies, and, and and great actors and actresses. Modern day, modern day, 
do you have a, like a favorite modern day movie or uh, that that you feel reflects kind of the time we're in now or uh, actors and actresses? Uh, some of David Fincher stuff is is good, you know, Aaron Sorkin's stuff that he writes is good, um, but are you saying reflect the time we're in now? Just, no, well, just, I mean, sort of a generational thing that, for example, when you look back at, at movies, uh, some of Hitchcock movies, it really, it, it really reveals the time. It, it not only reveals the story that they're, that they're presenting, but it, 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 it reflects when you're looking at the scene, when you go beyond listening to the dialogue or looking at the two or the one or whatever main person. If you look at the scene, it is reflecting the time, whether it's the cars, the dress, uh, the tone, north by northwest. Everyone on the train is dressed up. And at that, when that movie was filmed, that was reality. That's that's really how people, for the most part, no matter what where they were on the you know in the economic spectrum, they all put their very best on to go. I, I do believe that. I wasn't <laughs> living it at that time in that way. But uh, so now, when people look back at a certain film, at a scene that is not just about this the actual story but it it's the scene itself really does reflect this is how it really was because i have my own thoughts on that but what are you have you uh, put yeah, you on the spot again david fincher i think you know seven and fight club and you know up through the social network and you know a lot of these movies are very reflective of the time they're, they're in yeah especially seven and fight club i think are very 1995 and 1999 without being intentionally that way. See, I think uh, they did a really good job with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though it's a modern movie. They did a really good job of reflecting truly uh, the time of the of all of Sharon Tate and the Mansons and, and all that. They really did a, good, a really good job of that. My feeling is that some of these films do not accurately reflect. It's like not everyone is this way not everyone dresses this way so it's a it's a mixed bag i think some of them do a tremendous job of, of reflecting that i think once again another show that you recommended to me breaking bad i never would have watched that never because of the main character having cancer it's like that does not seem like something a sopranos too same thing you recommended uh but i do think i think both of those shows really do reflect a, a certain reality in the country. So, uh, but I think some do it better than others. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. However, um, none of us are going to the movie right now, although you can, as I said in a prior podcast, rent out the AMC for $99 for you and 19 of your friends. I mentioned that yesterday. But anyway, thanks, Brandon. Uh, we don't get to see you very much. We're all masked up. Everybody's distance and all of that so it's a really difficult time right now and the numbers are spiking here in florida so thanks for joining me in the podcast today i thank all of you and i hope that you will keep on keeping on keep your chin up 
keep it real and don't forget to do that one nice thing at least one for someone today no matter how small it may be it makes you feel good and it makes other people feel really good even if it's a compliment your hair looks really good or I really like your mask I mean it can be something so so small but we've never needed that more than being in it together really being in it together and supporting each other so we appreciate you supporting our podcast and our website northpalmbeachlife.com our youtube channel by the same name it means a lot to us gary and i greatly appreciate it as i said keep on keeping on thank you for being here stay with us